The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 123 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, 123 coming straight from the Simon Air Studios in the heart of Texas. The Spurs lost a home game to the Sacramento Kings by a score of 119-109. to That drops the Spurs record to 14 wins, 38 losses overall, and improves Sacramento to 29-21 with a surprising third seed in that Western Conference for the Kings. Uh, There were a lot of good things, but to me, one of the big standout things was uh, Malachi Branham coming off the bench. I called it a couple games ago that he was going to go off and have his career high, and you know, it didn't happen the immediate game I called it, but it did happen within the week that I called it. So I was really proud of what Malachi Branham did. And, uh, you know, early on, Trey Jones and Jeremy Sohan both got hurt early in that first quarter, so they were out for the rest of the game. Hopefully we'll check on the severity of those injuries, but hopefully they aren't too bad. Drew, what are your thoughts about this Kings-Spurs game? Yeah, so I think the Spurs played pretty well. I think there was a few things that caused us not to win this game. Number one, I think the injuries, um, the two injuries at the beginning, my is what causes this game. Also, not getting to the free throw line enough, only shooting the free throws seven times. But we actually shot the ball a little bit better than the Kings. We shot 54% from the field while they shot 53 And we shot 33% from the three-point line where they shot 29. They just shot 15 more free throws, which really got them this win. Also, Sabonis and Fox are a very good duo, and I think they both should make the all-star team. Yeah, no, they are. Fox and Sabonis, really, really talented and a big reason why the Kings are sitting at that third third seed. But uh, you're right, the free throws, that's a good stat. That's uh, That was the difference. I mean, 15 three free throws, we lost by 10. Even if we go 10 to 15, we're pushing that thing to overtime. So great stat right there. All right, we're going to listen. Speaking of Malachi Branham, we're going to listen to Greg Popovich talk about uh, Malachi first and then just kind of the team in general after the game. Yeah, he's progressing really well. You know, for a young guy, he's picking up a lot of things. And uh, probably the biggest thing is playing against all these NBA guys that he's never played against before. So uh, he's learning a lot. And he's he's playing well. He's getting more and more aggressive and doing well at both ends of the floor. So his progress is great. Any updates on Jeremy and uh, Trey? No. Those two guys are kind of your primary ball handlers. How, how do you piece that together going forward? You give the ball to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to bring it up. Somebody's got to run it. Yeah, me neither. So you just, you know, it's He's had a lot of bad luck that way this season, but uh, they just they just keep on going. They fought all night long. You know, Sac's a good team. I think what are they third in the West, something like that. We didn't just play a bunch of rummies, you know. Uh, so uh, they hung tough. They did a lot of good things, and they just have to keep their heads up and uh, go from the positive, not worry about you know wins and losses. The wins are more fun, obviously, but we're just trying to develop them and uh, make them. Uh, feel good about what the future is going to hold 
And, you know, if he can win a little bit along the way, that certainly helps. So, feeling good about the future, and that kind of harkens back to the development of this season for the Spurs. So, it's kind of pop thoughts on tonight's game. Real quick, before we get into our top two, bottom two, we have our tankathon segment where we do our draft and kind of see where it lands up after we simulate the lottery. So tonight we're going to do it, probably briefly go over it just because we've already hit some of the major players for the Spurs. But tonight, well, wow. okay, well, tonight we ended up with the number one pick again. So if uh, who, you know, if you don't know who that is, Drew, would you tell us? Yes, Victor Wibinyama. I mean, if you weren't here on a couple of our episodes, I'll tell you a little bit about him. Seven foot, two to four player that is like a point guard, could give you step backs. Um, he's a really good player, probably play the four or the five. And he's just a really generational talent. He's like a very, very taller than Jokic and those guys. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, he will. And I, I have a feeling for a really long time, Webinyama is the consensus number one pick by everybody on the planet. They know they know what's coming to the table, and hopefully the Spurs would be so fortunate to get him like this lottery simulation tonight. We know the odds aren't there, and it's tough to put all your eggs in one basket, but, man, if that basket lands, let's get the dynasty revved back up, get that engine revved back up on the dynasty again. All right, let's go to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, so for me, my number one top two, I think you've got to go with Malachi Branham. A really huge night for Malachi Branham, having his career high with 22 points, five assists, he had a rebound, and he shot nine of 13 from the field and three of five from the three-point line in 32 minutes. He got a lot of minutes, and he took advantage of that and put up 22. What a good night from him. My second top two, I decided to go with Josh Richardson, who put up 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, chipped in 2 steals and shot 8 of 13 from the field and 2 of 6 from the 3-point line in 29 minutes. Our shooters shot very well today, and those are my two top two. All right. Well, there you go with your top two. I also have Malachi Branham as my number one. What a great night for him. You're right, and you already went over the numbers, but I'm just going to point out I really like how Malachi has really developed his NBA game. I think he's a big-time scorer. I do, whether it's off the bench or whether as a, a starter in the future. But I think he can put up a lot of points quick. So great night for Malachi. My number two was a little different than yours. You had Jay Rich. I had Jakob Pertl. Jakob ended up finishing with 18 points and 12 rebounds. He also dished out three assists, which was pretty strong too. Also had a steal and a block. So, for that reason, Jakob Pertl was my number two on my top two. And it's nice to see him kind of getting back in the swing of things. All right, let's get to the bottom two. Uh, Drew, who's your bottom? Yeah, for my number one, I went with Kata Bates-Diop, who was the I think had the worst shooting night for us tonight. He shot 2 of 8 from the field, 0 of 2 from the three-point line, and he had four points, so he's my number one. And my number two is going to be Jeremy Sohan. Even though it was a short night, he had zero points and shot 0 of 4 from the field and 0 of 1 from the three-point line. I'm sure he would have kept on shooting, but he's my number my number two. All right. Well, the only reason I didn't choose uh, Kata Bates-Diop is in that fourth quarter, 
he really had a couple big time steals that I noticed and grabbed a couple boards, but I can definitely see that based on his shooting. So I like that. I went a little different direction and I went with the two guys that got injured early on, not because of their number so much, just because of their bad luck. So number one was Trey Jones for me, uh, just because, you know, he got out and wasn't able to produce and that that stinks for him we hope he's okay I know with uh, Trey it was a uh, foot injury so we'll see how that develops you kind of use your feet a lot in the NBA season and as well as uh, Jeremy Sohan his was a back injury which again jumping and rebounding and just moving all over the court uh, tough to tough to kind of see how that will affect his play and, and his selection in the Rising Stars game on All-Star Weekend. So, fortunately, that Trey and Sohan were my bottom two. All right, let's get to the question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. Drew, what's tonight's question? Yes, this question comes from Case in San Antonio. His question asks, which Spurs team do you think is the greatest of all time? Do you want to take that one first? Yeah, I'll take it first. So I'm going to go back to the 2002-2003 San Antonio Spurs for a number of reasons. And I really debated uh, quite a bit on this selection just because the 99 team was really, really dominant uh, throughout the playoffs. And that was when Robinson was at peak Robinson and Duncan was rookie of the year. And so I, I really, really liked that uh, 99 team. But I decided to go with the uh, 2002-2003 team for the reason that that was Dave Robinson's last season. So he kind of knew his role. He kind of knew that Tim Duncan was the man. So he was able to help and distribute and and selflessly contribute. Also, that 2002-2003 season, the Spurs finished the regular season with a 60-win, 22-loss record. That was the best in the entire NBA that that year. And throughout the playoffs, you know, you had – Tony Parker and uh, Tim Duncan, and that that roster was really uh, getting going. But the Spurs won all of their playoff series in six games. And the reason I say that is 99, they swept through a lot of the playoff series. I don't think the teams were as good overall in 99 as they were in that uh, 2003. But I also, lastly, David Robinson's last game of his career was when we beat the Nets in the finals last game. And uh, he had 13 points and 17 rebounds. So a nice drop-the-mic walk-off win for David Robinson. So that's the reason the 0203 Spurs were my number one San Antonio Spurs team of all time. Great question tonight. Who was the one that asked the question? Case? Case. Great job on that. Now it's time for uh, Drew's analysis. Yeah, so for me, my number one greatest team of all time I decided to go with the 2004-05 Spurs team. I think that this team was really, really good. I think Tim Duncan was the greatest player in the league at this time. His defense was absolutely incredible. He made all-NBA first team. He was averaging 2.6 blocks a game. Wow. He's like Nicholas Claxton's like that nowadays, but he doesn't have the offense. But Tim Duncan, great. I think Manu Ginobili was really good this year. He made the all-star team. I think this was his best year. I mean, Tony Parker... Had a great year. I don't think he made the All-Star team, but he was very good defensively. And we ended up going 16-7 and in the playoffs, and we won the NBA Finals 4-3 to versus, I think, the best Finals team we played against um, throughout these six, five wins. So we ended up winning that. 
Who was it? Who did we play? Pistons. Oh, okay. 2000. Yeah, yeah. They, their defense was yeah. really good. So that is my pick, um, and I think that yours was good too. All right. Yeah, no. And they're all good. Anytime the Spurs are winning championships, that's a good season. And we're lucky to have five of them and one other finals appearance that Ray Allen squashed for us. But, yeah. uh, but you know, yeah, that's so a lot of good teams. And, uh, you know, here's my prediction to follow up on this question. When do you think, let's talk about 2020 to 2030. So in this decade alone. What year do you think is going to be the greatest team of this decade, the 2020s? Wow, that's a good question. Probably I'm going to have to go with 2028. I think that'll be the greatest year, my first year in college, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be spot on. Yeah. 2028. Well, you'll come back from college and we'll have a Spurs championship yeah. party maybe. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit earlier than him just because – I'm going to rush the development of whoever our number one pick is, whether it's Scoot or Vic or Amen or whoever it is. I'm going to say 2026 is going to be a stellar year. I'm going to say that's the time when Keldon and Devin and whoever, Scoot or Vic, start meshing in Malachi and Sohan and Blake Wesley and whoever our draft picks are the previous years. I think it's all going to come come into uh, full tilt in 2026 so we'll revisit this episode here in uh, 2026 and 2028 and come back and see how that goes so anyway that's just a follow-up now it's time for this day in spurs history i dialed it back to 1998 tim duncan's rookie year and the reason i did this is the spurs played the sacramento kings on that night in sacramento and beat him 103 to 97. So the Spurs were led by David Robinson, and just wait till you get a load of this line 33 points, 18 rebounds, three block shots, four assists, two steals, and he was 13 of 16 from the free throw line. David Robinson was. He was our leading scorer that night. Our second leading scorer was Chuck Person, who ended up scoring 19 points. And uh, was 5 of 8 on three-pointers. So Chuck Person was uh, number two with that. Tied for number three leading scorer were uh, a veteran point guard named Avery Johnson who had 14 points and 12 assists. Uh, And then some young rookie out of Wake Forest that had 14 points, 12 rebounds, and uh, also a great night. That was Tim Duncan, for those that don't know that he went to Wake Forest. And your final two double-digit scorers were Jaron Jackson, who had 10 points, and Will Perdue, who had 10 points, but also 14 rebounds. So that was this day in Spurs history, 1998, as the Spurs improved their record to 33 wins and 14 losses in the 1998 season. All right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game. We can close the book on the Kings, and we can move forward as the Spurs play the Philadelphia 76ers led by Joel Embiid and uh, James Harden, who really talented Philadelphia team coming into San Antonio Friday night at 7. Drew, what do you got to say about the Sixers? Yeah, so the 76ers have won four out of their last five. They're currently 33-17. and 17. I think they're one of the best teams in the NBA because the big man Joel Embiid, who's averaging 33.5 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. James Harden, who's averaging 21 points, 10 assists. Tyrese Maxey, who's averaging 20 points and 3 assists. 
Tobias Harris, who's averaging 16 and 6. Melton, who's averaging 10 points and 4 rebounds. Shake Milton, who's, who's averaging 9 points and 2 rebounds. A lot of other role players. But do you remember on October 22nd where the Spurs beat the Sixers? That was first that week. That shocked the road. Yeah, first week of the season, yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen again, sadly. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Sixers? Ah, uh, man, I think they're really good. I think Joel Embiid has, has the interesting um, rank in the NBA as far as top players go. Is It seems like he... Uh, uh, he's never the bride. He's always the bridesmaid. He's never the MVP, but he's always in the top he three or play four. Enough. But he doesn't I play think, enough. Well, I think he is definitely one of the top five players in the NBA right now. Yeah. And so I think the 76ers are good, but uh, it's going to be a tough night for the Spurs. My player to go off for the Spurs, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Jakob Pertl. I think after last game, he's kind of got back on the uh, right track. So Jakob is my player to go off. And uh, unfortunately, I got the 76ers pummeling us. I, I think they're going to beat us by 18. So it's going to be a tough night for the Spurs. But uh, we know the bigger the bigger mission and the development of our young players. Drew, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with Doug McDermott, um, who had shot five threes against the 76ers last time they played him, and he made four of them. I think he'll have a good night, so he's my player to go off. But my prediction for this game, geez, give me the 76ers by 28. Oh, wow. Okay, so hopefully we're both wrong, but we'll see how that plays off. But uh, thanks for joining us on the Spur of the Moment podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!